And good day. Welcome back to the Interfaith Experience. Kenneth Boggs in the studio. Going to be back here with you um, talking a little bit more about intuition again, like I did last time. Uh, A friend of mine told me I should share my own story a little bit more and that that might help people as they go through the things that they're facing in life. So I'm dealing with two things about my intuition and I'll get to that here in a minute, but it's it's directly affects kind of where I go next and what's going to happen in my own life. So I'll play a quick commercial and then I'll be right back. You spent your life working hard. Now it's time to enjoy it. Hi, this is Aaron Kelch, owner of Kelch Communities, and I want to tell you about our signature independent community, Canterbury Park. You could spend your days cooking, cleaning, and doing chores, or you could spend it here with us and take the stress out of life. Make new friends. Enjoy chef-prepared meals. Use our on-site banking. Canterbury Park has transportation available to take you on your errands and personal appointments. It's time for you to enjoy life with Without the trouble of maintaining it. Call Canterbury Park at 501-5100. So we're back uh, talking about intuition. So when I left Oklahoma two and a half years ago to move up here to, to Longview, I did so with about $600 to my name and an innate just inner drive and desire to come up here. I just felt like that's where I needed to be. And I was applying to jobs and I wasn't hearing anything back. And I thought, you know, I just got to get up there and then, then all then things will start to work out. And so I left literally with $600 to my name, and I, I drove up here. It took me five days. I stopped see a few things, you know, of course, along the way, Grand Canyon, awesome things like that. Um, but I got up here. I had, like, $250 to my name. I was sleeping in my car. Luckily for me, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, and I'm service-connected, uh, served in Iraq in 2003. So my plan was to go find a veterans uh, organization, go to the VA or a veterans group, and see, you know, about where I could find some housing, uh, get a job, all of that sort of thing. So I went to Vancouver, went to the VA, found uh, the Veterans Integration Program. They got me into an apartment here in Longview, kind of gave me a place to base myself for a while so that I could look for work. And, you know, and, and I had the chaplaincy training. I just needed time to get applications in and I needed to meet with people and, and really make that happen. But I just needed to get up here and I was trusting my inner gut just listening to that still small voice that said, you got to go up there. And so I did. I came and, you know, and, and I found a job um, within a few weeks of being here, just a part-time job. I kind of gave me some money coming in. And um, my car was impounded literally two days after I got into that apartment because I had been four months behind on payments. And didn't know what, what I was going to do. And they took my car all the way to Idaho. They took it as far as they could get it. And they, they thought they were going to impound it and, and sell it, and that would be the end of it. And I'd been paying on that car for about a year and a half at that point. So, you know, luckily, some good friends and some advertising on Facebook, people donated. I was able to get a bus and get out to Boise and pick up my car and get back here and, and start the new job. And I worked there for a few months. And finally, one of my applications was picked up by Peace Health, and I got uh, a job with them. And I started off part-time, just working two evenings a week, doing some weekend shifts, on-call, um, filling in wherever I was needed, both here and I would drive to Vancouver and work down there at Southwest. And I did that for a year and a half, and um, I was living here in Longview and just driving back and forth, trusting that in time I'd get promoted and everything would work out. I also had a love to the coast. You know, I loved to, to live on near the water, and so I 
ended up getting a, a cheaper place to live, and I moved out to uh, Warrington, and I lived on the coast for eight months. And I was driving back and forth, and my work shifts were kind of picking up, but I loved to just to be near the beach, and so I, that's what I did. And then I moved into a point two position, and uh, I was guaranteed two days a week at that point, plus more shifts uh, on call, and did that for a little while. Then I started helping with the hospice care center for five months. No, five months, five weeks, uh, just just helping them out. And uh, then I was able to move into a point eight position. So I was guaranteed four days a week and benefits and a lot of the things that full-time staff members get. And I was lucky that we had two people retiring at the same time, and I was able to just move into one of those positions. And I've been doing that for the last year, a little over a year now. But about, I'll say between six and eight months ago, I began having these feelings that I wasn't doing the work I was called to do. And I was just kind of going through the motions as time went by. I started becoming more and more numb. I was taking in a lot of suffering, a lot of pain. Of course, as a hospital chaplain, you see a lot of death and a lot of suffering. And uh, I felt like I wasn't able to do as much as I wanted to do in a very constricted kind of system. And so over the last six months or so, I've really been wrestling with, okay, what do I do next? Um, And it came up in my kind of inner core to just go to Arizona. And the answers will kind of be provided for you there. And I've wrestled with that, like I said, for the last six months, trying to figure out you know, am I hearing myself correctly? This is my higher self directing me to go to the desert. And I feel like it's in preparation for other things that are to come later on. But it was interesting when I first interviewed to go through chaplaincy training, I was told by a spiritual mentor, you're not going to do this for long, but it's going to be necessary for the next thing that comes. And so I've had that in the back of my mind for the last three and a half years now that I've been working as a chaplain. And I'm ready to move on to a different form of ministry, hopefully pastoral ministry, and get get back into a church setting. Um, But I recognized that hospital work just wasn't the right fit for me. And and I didn't leave immediately. You know, I've been wrestling with this and just just continuing to do the job for the last six months, um, trying to work through that and see if I was hearing myself correctly. And I was getting so many signs um, what I consider signs. I'm always, I've always been a person that looks at, you know, God, how are you trying to get my attention and where are you leading me? And I've always been one to follow my heart rather than logic in my mind. So, of course, that's leading me now. I've made the decision. I've given my notice to work and I'm going to be moving on and I'm going to go to Arizona and I'm just going to see what happens. And, you know, just I've been doing this, I've been living this way for 20 years, literally moving around the world from my time in the Marine Corps into college, um, missionary service overseas in Ukraine for two years, uh, my master's degree. I've just moved all over the place. And um, I've had to trust that my intuition is guiding me and leading me in, in the right place to go. And it always, always works out. And I've always been amazed by that. And so this leaving... I'm walking away from a really good job, good pay, good benefits, good crew of people I work with to go out into the desert where I know no one, trusting that this is all going to work out. And the day that I gave my notice, um, I was still feeling pretty heavy about it. 
you know, I didn't want to leave the people that I work with, especially in the midst of the COVID pandemic. Like we, we had 11 deaths in about a week span. I was seeing a lot of death, a lot of burnt out staff. You know, I was feeling burnt out. And so I gave my notice, uh, wrote up the letter and left it on my boss's desk because I work into the evening. So I'm there after everyone else. I thought he'll see this on Monday. This will, this will be a better time for him to come in fresh and read this. And, and, I, and I left to go home. And literally, as I pulled out of the hospital, I drove about a, half a block. There was a car sitting on the side of the road with Arizona license plates. Had not seen that car before. Now I've seen it the last three nights. I'm like, where did this car come from? Parked in different places, but a, along the same road and pretty much the same location. I think it may be somebody who's like camping in their car and they're just, and they're just parking there because I saw them outside of it last night. Um, but, you know, it, it's like they're... This, this sign was given to me like, this is the direction you should go. And even before that, earlier in the day when I was driving back to the hospital after taking my dog home from daycare, I was um, had this car in front of me that had a really strange license plate. turned out to be a Mexican government plate, but it had the word Sonora across the top, and it had a cactus and a coyote and like a moon, these desert scenes. And I had just been praying, God, you know, if, if I'm moving in the right direction, let me know. Am I supposed to go to Arizona? And then boom, immediately, literally, immediately, there was that car pulled in front of me and, and there was this license plate. And I'm like, okay, there's my answer. And I was able to go to the office and, and write my letter up. And, and I gave that. And the next day I got up after seeing these two signs, I woke up the next morning and there was this weight just lifted off of my shoulders. And I'd finally made the decision and I knew I was doing the right thing. And I felt a freedom that I haven't felt in, you know, like a year and a half. The other thing is um, now that when I'm going to work, I don't have this dread that I had before. I don't have this feeling of like, it's not feeling well, sickness or a brain fog, that a pressure in my head. I get these weird symptoms before I would go to work. Now I'm able to go to work and I recognize that I only have, I've got four, no, what is Wednesday? I've got uh, six shifts left and I'll be done. So now I'm able to come into work and it's a little bit lighter feeling. And I know that what we're facing at the hospital with all the deaths and everything like that's limited for me. I'm not going to have that much longer and I'm going to be able to go and do finally do what I want to do. And moving into these positions gave me the financial stability to now be able to go and take the rest of the year off and travel I'm going to go to Arizona, I'm going to go to Oklahoma, Arkansas, visit family, I'm going to go to Florida perhaps, see a good friend. I've got all these different things in mind, um, and I hope to not go back to work anywhere until like February. But I'm in a, a place financially where I'm finally able to do that. And that was you know, two and a half years since I came up here. I, I went from having $600 in my bank account to enough now that I can take this kind of time off. And someone mentioned to me, this was designed on purpose to give you this ability to leave. Now, you know, a lot of people can't do that. They're tied to family and to jobs and careers. Um, I'm not tied down to those things, and so I have the ability to go. But my point is, don't be afraid to listen to your intuition. Don't be afraid to listen to your heart. Don't be afraid to listen to that still, small voice that says, this is the path that you should be going down. Because when we don't listen to that voice, in my experience, I get in trouble when I don't listen to my intuition. 
And when I do listen to it, I find that it kind of builds and, and it starts speaking to me a little bit louder each time and directing me on how I should go and what I should say and who I should meet. And it's just an amazing how these doors open up, these synchronicities begin to happen when you're actually listening to your higher voice, your higher self, which literally is God, because that's all that exists. It's just God. Everything else that we think is us, it's just God. So when we listen to that higher voice, or we can live a life of freedom, of ease, um, and things just open up. I've, I've talked to so many people who have had that experience when they finally gave in to what their gut was telling them to do. They saw so many doors open, and they saw so many things happen, and they were able to walk into their purpose and live uh, in joy and in peace um, and, and, and just love what they do. And I've always said, if you love what you do, it's not a job. It's not a chore. It's not difficult to get up and go to work. It just is what you're meant to do. And when you find that, which I'm still looking for, but getting closer to figuring out what that is, when you find it, then life can just open up and be such a joy. And that's what's been missing in my life and just one tragedy and one death after another for the last close to four years now. Can't even begin to tell you how many deaths I've attended to and how many families I've supported. And it weighs on you. It gets, gets really hard. And so taking time away to figure out what I want to do next is essential. I read a thing today that said, no matter how much rest you get, it's never enough when it's your soul that's tired. And that's what I had to recognize. My very soul was exhausted and still is, of course. So I'm going to get away. And so this will be my second to last podcast. I plan to come back next Wednesday, do another one, be my final episode for a while. I'm thinking about getting my own equipment and putting it up on either Patreon or Anchor, something like that, where I can build a little bit of income out of it. And, you know, I'd like to go around, maybe interview people who have uh, listened to their intuition and saw their lives expand in just incredible ways. I was listening to the yoga teacher, Shiva Ray. She was talking about how she left a doctorate program to become a yoga teacher. And when she would tell people this, and this has been several years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago, and she said people would just roll their eyes at her. And, you know, what are you doing? You left a doctoral program to become a yoga teacher? It doesn't make any sense. But now, she says, look at the way yoga has exploded around the world, and especially here in the U.S. You know, she's got so many opportunities, and she does public speaking, and she does a lot of traveling, and she's added tantric dance and all these different things, all because she chose to listen to what her soul was telling her to do. So my encouragement to anyone who may be in a job that they don't enjoy, one that is just draining them and literally draining all of their energy out, especially if you're an empath like I am and you literally suck up other people's energy and you can feel energy when you come into a room, you can tell the mood, you can tell if there's been an argument or what's going on with people. Um, listen to that intuition and walk away if that's what you got to do. And it's a scary time. I get it. Like I'm walking into the unemployment line voluntarily and I don't know how it's going to work out, but you know, I read um, that there is no right path or wrong path. There's just the path, and there's just life. I saw, I saw a sticker on someone's car yesterday that said, um, li die living, 
die living. And I liked that. I said, yeah, I want to, if I'm going to go out, I want to do it doing something that I love and do it with joy and knowing that I'm fulfilling my life's purpose rather than hanging on to a job that I, you know, is just draining me and tearing me down and not fulfilling me. And, you know, if you're operating at 50% of your capabilities in a company, just going through the motions, that's not doing them any favors and that's not doing you any favors. And you need to get out of that and just go do what your soul is telling you to do, no matter how crazy it might be. Because all of this is, in my opinion, it's God expressing herself in many, many diverse ways all throughout the world by calling people to do really crazy things that don't make any sense to mainstream society, and yet they're actually what needs to be done. And that's how we grow. That's how we give back to others. It's how we walk in love and in light, and we make a difference to those around us. Maybe it's not a huge difference. Maybe it doesn't affect or impact the world in a huge way, but it impacts even just one person per day. That's all it takes to live a meaningful life. And so I wanted to just talk a little bit more about following your intuition, not being afraid of that, trusting whatever your, your inner core is telling you to do, having that courage to say yes to that, and letting it all just unfold as it's supposed to, and walking in joy and in meaning. And so I'm looking forward to seeing where things are six months from now. And look, and, and seeing my own faith uh, strengthened and deepened and encouraged by watching this unfold and watching everything turn out okay because I'm trusting that it's going to because it's my higher self that's leading this whole thing. It's that God self that's leading it all. It's not my little small limited ego self. It's my soul, my intuition, my spirit, which is ultimately God orchestrating and directing it all. And that's your life. That's all of our lives. And he's waiting for us to just say yes and to surrender and to let that unfold. And so I hope that is encouraging for you. Just doing a short podcast today. Got other things going on, but I just hope that that is encouraging for you. Lifts you up and grants you some peace if you're struggling with leaving a job or leaving a relationship or whatever it is that's draining you. Let it go. Trust that it's all going to be okay and it's all going to work out. Forgive if you need to. Go out as best as you can and just let it be. And I promise you, and I'm going to be a witness to this in a few months, it's all going to work out. you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And you can't pour from an empty cup. And you can't give what you don't have. And when your very soul and your bones are exhausted, it's time to let it go and move into something else. So I pray that that is a blessing to you today. May you have a wonderful day. May you know that you are loved far more deeply than you could ever possibly imagine. I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care.